Hello, everyone. I'm Rick, and I'm here with Satine. Um, can you please introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Satine Iskandarian, and I am currently in Yerevan, Armenia. Okay. And what is happening right now in Armenia? I really feel like a lot of here people in America don't know what's going on. Can you please let us know? Of course. So... Armenia and the de facto independent republic of Artsakh, also known as Nagorno-Karabakh, which is an ethnically indigenous Armenian region, has been under martial law and has been at war with the country of Azerbaijan for the past 10 days. On September 27th, Azerbaijan launched an attack on the Republic of Artsakh targeting civilians in the region's capital of Stepanakert, as well as the outlying villages on the border. Since then, every day, increasingly, the attacks have become more and more serious. Two days later, on September 29th, Azerbaijan began bombing the Republic of Armenia, once again firing on civilian targets. Four UAVs were shot over the region that I live 10 minutes away from and my entire family lives in. Experiencing this all firsthand as someone who has moved here only for the past three years and is a descendant of someone who survived the genocide of the Armenians, the Assyrians, and the Pontic Greeks in 1915 by the Ottoman Empire, this has been the worst 10 days of my life. And although there have been violations of the ceasefire in the past, this is much more serious than anything since the initial war for independence in 1994. On September 29th, a Turkish F-16 jet taking off from Azerbaijan shot down an Armenian fighter jet. Since then, on September 30th, the Republic of Azerbaijan handed over the air command of offensive operations to the Turkic Air Force, to the Turkish Air Force. Um, the past week, the past 10 days, the country has been mobilizing along with the diaspora to defend itself. And although the prime minister of both Armenia and the president of the independent republic of Artsakh have been calling for peace, there has been no moves by either Turkey or Azerbaijan to cease attacks or address the ceasefire. The prime minister of my country said that Artsakh is under existential threat. So we have no choice but to fight. All men ages 18 to 55 have been called in for military service. Seven of my cousins and my uncle included, and most of them are already on the front line. Civilians everywhere in the country and in the diaspora are organizing donation centers in every city, village, and town collecting funds, supplies, and essential medicine because Armenia's military is severely under-resourced given the fact that we are a population of 3 million that is against a population of almost 10 million Azeris and 82 million Turks. This war is an echo of the genocide that the world has been denying for the past hundred years. And it is an extension of that denial because Turkey and the Ottoman Empire before it were never held accountable for their actions. What's worse is that Turkey has been carrying out genocidal massacres in this entire region. In the last year, Turkey has invaded Syria, bombed Iraq, 
threatened Greece with forcing refugees across the border, stoked tensions in Idlib, signed deals with Russia, sent arms and Syrians to Libya illegally, threatened to liberate Jerusalem from Israel's control, threatened the United Arab Emirates, and continued to put journalists and oppositional politicians in prison. Turkey's intentions of recreating a neo-Ottoman empire with its pan-Turkic brothers of Azerbaijan, Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan, and Kazakhstan became very clear when they attacked Armenia because the only thing that is preventing the Ottoman Empire from rising again is 15,000 square miles that is roughly the size of the U.S. state of Maryland. Azerbaijan is an authoritarian military state. And what's happening currently is not just a border fight, no matter what CNN or BBC or the New York Times says. It's a regime attacking the autonomous region of Artsakh, the Republic of Armenia, and anyone and everyone within Azerbaijan who dares dissent against the Aliyev regime and the Turco supremacism they promote to maintain their power. Their government jails journalists, and indigenous minorities like the Lesgin, Talish, and Assyrian people are being forced to fight at the front lines. They openly teach Azerbaijani citizens to deny genocide. And I just want to make it clear that my issue is not with the Azeri people. It is with the fascist and racist Azerbaijani elites that have brainwashed their people into chanting such things as death to the Armenian, which 30,000 Azerbaijani citizens chanted in July when they charged their parliament after they had breached the ceasefire enacted by the United Nations Human Rights Council during the global pandemic, screaming for war against Armenia. The fascist movement of pan-Turkism, which is derived from the Ottoman leaders and architects of the Ottoman Empire's genocide of the Armenians, Assyrians, and Pontic Greeks, promotes the idea of a supreme Turkic race and with Armenia locked between two of these nations, these attacks are also part of a documented plan of land expansion. The Armenian people who are indigenous to these lands and West Asia have had a long history under colonization, historic revisionism, ethnic cleansing under Ottoman Empire, the USSR, Turkey, and Azerbaijan. Over the past decade especially, every move the Azerbaijani army has made towards the Armenian border has managed to coincide with low public opinion of their president Aliyev's regime and the possibility of an uprising within Azerbaijan. On July 12th of this year, Azerbaijani armed forces unsuccessfully attempted to seize the Armenian border territory in the Tavush province. Although the fighting that broke out only lasted a few days, the Turkish autocrat Erdogan took to a press conference that same month where he said, and I quote, we will continue to fulfill this mission, which our grandfathers have carried out for centuries in the Caucasus regions. Turkey will not hesitate to side with Azerbaijan, a country that has a long friendship and brotherly relations against any attack on its rights and territory. As you can imagine, that phrase, that sentence itself put every Armenian around the globe on high alert because we knew what that meant. 
After Azerbaijani armed forces began shelling Armenian positions on the international border, Azeri hackers launched cyber attacks on a number of Armenian state and media websites and vice versa. This same thing that happened in July is currently happening now, with the entire Azerbaijani nation attacking any post that is being made about Armenia and spreading misinformation. I have recently made a video talking about what is happening, and from one video that is seven minutes long, I have received multiple death threats from Azerbaijanis that <laughs> tell me they know where I live, that tell me that they are sending hired assassins after me, that tell me that I'm lying, that tell me that they'll kill me, that, that tell me death to the Armenians. And as I'm sure that many of your listeners understand, having the nation that committed a genocide against you constantly deny everything that they have done and are currently doing is re-traumatizing to live through constantly every day when you are supposed to be just living your life. Um, Israel is Azerbaijan's number one supplier of military warfare thanks to the United States taxpayer dollars. So a free Palestine also translates to a free Artsakh and a free Armenia, not to mention the connections between Israel and the U.S.'s hyper-militarization wielded against Black and Indigenous people. Our fight is, is trans-regional and global. Um, just a little bit of background on the Republic of Artsakh. The Republic of Armenia itself is the remnant of lands that were promised to the Armenians under the Sevres Treaty after the Armenian Genocide during World War One. USSR leader Stalin ignored this treaty and Western Armenia went to Turkey. The remaining areas were slashed and bargained away by the Soviet Union to Azerbaijan, which was a newly formed state that had never existed because the indigenous peoples of the land had never had borders. The Soviet Union gave Azerbaijan to its pan-Turkic brother in attempts to gain favor with Turkey in hopes that Turkey would join the USSR, which did not happen. This region included the historically Armenian land of Artsakh, also known as Nagorno-Karabakh, which is what the Russians called it and which is what the world knows it as. Stalin gave to the Azeris while redrawing the borders of the Transcaucasian states of Georgia, Armenia, and Azerbaijan, which had all recently declared their independence. In 1945, 1965, and 1975, there were petitions for the region to be united with Soviet Armenia. In 1988, Armenians across both Armenia and Artsakh, then still Azerbaijan, took to the streets for the reunification of Armenia and Artsakh. In 1991, a referendum was held where the people of Artsakh estimated that over 90% Armenian decided to break away from Azerbaijan and form an independent state. This resulted in a six-year war that lasted until the 1994 ceasefire. After the ceasefire, the attacks on Armenia continued. As Azerbaijan began to fire regularly, on civilians in the border villages. These firing 
terrorist campaigns were never meant to start another all-out war, but rather to keep the people there in a constant state of fear and threat and to cut off their economic opportunities and livelihoods. The conflict remains an issue of ethnic cleansing and genocide. In 2005, at a meeting with a municipal delegation from Bavaria, Germany, the mayor of Baku, the capital of Azerbaijan, said, and I quote, our goal is the complete elimination of Armenians. You, Nazis, already eliminated the Jews in the 1930s and 40s, right? You should be able to understand us. Armenia has been calling for peace since the first day, but we have not received any peace. And this is my appeal to the rest of the world, whoever is listening, Armenia, Artsakh, and the Armenian communities need your support right now in emergency medical aid, supplies, basic, basic essentials, infrastructure, petitions, alerts, because if you do not bear witness the same way that the world did not bear witness over 100 years ago, then everyone who is currently here, myself included, will be massacred, and you will have lived through another genocide and you will have denied another genocide. Please, please, please donate to armeniafund.org. Please visit anca.org. There are tons of resources and links and actions to take. I implore you to look deeply inside you and realize that this is a moment to stand up for humanity, and this is a moment to stand up for people who have been screaming into the void of the silence to hear them, to hear us, to hear me. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing. I, I appreciate your time. Something that the rest of the world does not understand is the spirit of the collective Armenian community. When the war was launched, diasporans around the world during a global pandemic got on planes to fly back to the homeland to fight for their country. On the first day of the war, 10,000 people conscripted and enrolled to fight in the army. The next day, every eligible man ages 18 to 55 was called in to the front lines. My seven cousins and my uncle are all currently there, as well as the majority of my coworkers of Bars Media Documentary Film Studio, who are reporting and documenting everything that is currently happening there. I implore everyone listening to please follow EVN Report, Civil Net AM, and HETK AM, H-E-T-Q. These are reliable Armenian news sources where you can see actual footage, where you can see actual pictures and videos of what is currently happening. Okay, um, so my question would be, 
why does Turkey and Azerbaijan feel like they're entitled to Armenian land? So during the 19th century, the Ottoman Empire was constantly at war for the region with the Persian Empire and the Russian Empire. The beginning of the 19th century saw the Persian Empire start to fade and the Russian Empire, the imperial Russia, begin to really rise in power. There were multiple wars between Turkey and Russia. And when the Treaty of Turkmenchai was breached and when Russia conquered the Ottoman Empire, Turkish intellectuals and Turkish elites began to gather and try to understand why exactly they were being subjected to Russian rule. Now, the majority of the region that I'm currently in is Muslim. Armenia is one of the only Christian nations. Russia, being an Orthodox Russian Christian nation, tended to favor the Armenians in the Ottoman Empire over the Turks. So the Turkish intellectuals and elites that were trying to understand why exactly it was that they were being under rule and why they were being dominated by the Russian Empire chose the Armenians as the scapegoat. They created these ideas of pan-Turkism and I really, really invite everyone listening to just Google it and read about it for five minutes. There are such outlandish claims that Turkish is act, Turk, the Turkic language is actually the prototype for all languages in the world. This is called the sun language theory. And uh, actually, several days ago, Erdogan, the president of Turkey, said that Jerusalem was actually part of ancient Turkish land. So this Turco-supremacism is something that has been bred into the people for hundreds of years. Armenians in the Ottoman Empire, as well as Assyrians, as well as the Kurdish people, as well as the Talish, as well as the Lesgians, as well as the Pontic Greeks, were all viewed as second-class citizens. And when the genocide happened, the atrocities that happened could only have happened by people who did not view those in front of them as real humans. The ideas of pan-Turkism have really, 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 really branched out the past couple years as Erdogan has reached out to the leaders of Azerbaijan, Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, and even Iran. They have an alliance and what most Americans need to understand is that if the land of Artsakh and then the land of Armenia is taken, then the entire region becomes an empire. And that empire will start World War III because Russia and the U.S. will get involved. And the U.S. historically has never entered into another country without leaving it in dust. The reason why Armenians around the globe are so... I don't even have a word. The reason why we are spoke, speaking so intensely about what's happening is because 
it's not just about Artsakh, it's not just about Armenia, and it's not just about what's happening to the Armenians or the Syrians or the Kurds. It's about what's happening and what's been happening by Turkey all around our region, in northern Syria, in Libya, in the eastern Mediterranean, in Cyprus, all of these countries. Turkey is bombing all of these. Bomb, Turkey has been bombing Turkmen, uh, um, Kurdistan this entire week, and none of us know about it because the Middle East is this region that Americans, and I'm speaking about all Americans, it doesn't matter of race, we have, Americans have been at war with the Middle East since 2001. We are completely desensitized. We do not care about the region at all. Beirut happened. Before Beirut, it was something else. Also, 2020 is one of the worst years of the world. During a global pandemic, during a crisis of economy, during a crisis of the soul, it's hard to carry other people's pain. But it's harder to carry a pain that isn't even yours but has been transmuted to you. It's been folded five or six or seven times before it even got to you. And it's that pain that is speaking because my blood lived that pain and it's living it currently. And I fear that if this is not stopped right now and if it continues to escalate, then more people will understand that. And I don't want people to understand that because it's something that no one should ever feel. So I want to thank you for telling me um, everything you've, you are going through and, you know, you know, just like, you know, Native people in the U.S. are still going through a genocide and still their colonization. I feel like the Armenians are going through similar stuff, you know, and I think, but right now it's becoming more and more um, dire as time goes by because there's a military campaign, an active military campaign by two different countries on Armenia, you know, and I, I really feel... um the world needs to defend Armenia. Can I? Can you? Can I ask? Is there any countries that are, are actively um, voicing their opinion for Armenia, for the backing of Armenia? Or? So, France, Russia, and Iran have all warned Turkey against getting involved in the conflict. Russia has a complicated relationship with Armenia, especially after the revolution that we staged in 2018. So they are currently punishing us by not getting involved, even though the prime minister of Armenia and the president of Artsakh are refusing to help for their, to ask for their help. Okay, man. So I hope people listening can you know, you know, at least be able to donate to the, the you know, the funds that you, you uh, mentioned. Um, it's really important to help as much as we can. You know, Armenians are indigenous people to the region. And that's what indigenous people always have to go through is, you know, um, genocide or cellular colonization of other empires. And I feel like absolutely our sovereignty is really important in the Armenian sovereignty to their own lands, to their own culture, to their own history. And I feel like 
this is important. So I thank you so much for coming on. And if there's anything else you want to mention or bring up. I just wanted to say that it's absurd that you and I have to even have this conversation because the rest of the world has not held accountable the genocidal empires of both America and Turkey. Yeah, I agree. Although it's ridiculous that we are having this conversation, I wanted to thank you so much for reaching out, and I wanted to thank you so much for amplifying my voice. And if anyone can donate, it's a very simple, armeniafund.org. Thank you so much for every dollar that you do donate. Um, We are eternally grateful. But I wanted to ask for all of you listening to understand that I hope this doesn't happen, but very soon you might have to bear witness to what is happening again in the region. And when that does happen, I ask you to please, please not remain silent. Agreed. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.